Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. I think that's part of it. We don't have good balance. Okay, there. (laughs) My microphone holder is um, not spreading its legs wide enough. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever country you might be in. I mean, whatever time zone you might be in, whatever. We happen to be recording in the evening right now, and it is Wine Wednesday, and we are drinking a new delicious variety that I will say I was cheap. I went to a cheap store that already has cheap wine. It said the bottle was normally sells for $35. It was marked uh, $6.99, plus they had a special sale that all their wine was additional 20% off. So, uh, and this is a beautiful wine. I can't even read it. It's some other language, but it's from um, Spain. So cheers, ladies. Cheers. It's it's, it's like a red, oh shoot, I used the wrong glass. Um, let me try this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, Heather. I don't, I'm, you all will soon learn my story about my hormones, but <laughs> just bear with me for right now because in, in my last life, well, my former part of this current life, <laughs> um, is what I mean. I used to be really with it and I was smart and I got good <laughs> and I, I got good grades and I was a stellar employee and student but somewhere in the last 10 years it all went to shit. <laughs> so now we just drink wine from Spain and we cope. We cope. <laughs> okay, so we, we all need yeah. therapy. Uh, on that note, we're going to dive right in, ladies. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for returning and coming back and listening to all of our craziness and fun times and laughter and tears and wine cheers. Hey, I just hey! Wine. I love it. <laughs> Woo! That's going to be our new, um, our new slogan. Yeah. Right now, our slogan is um, real women, <laughs> real stories, real boobs. <laughs> Isn't that it? No. No, real just, friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're also real friends with real boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. so let's see. Um, I will say you've been hearing more from the other ladies because I have been trickling along here. <laughs> Luckily, they're carrying me. But um, I think today we're hearing from Amy. Yes. yes. Mm. And welcome. No. <laughs> You're already part of our group. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, uh, Amy. And your microphone is working. Oh, yes, it, it is working. We're so we apologize. Oh, we yeah. do. We we still have hiccups, yeah, but they're much do. less. Yeah. I mean, um, the last episode that I that we did, it was uh, we sounded great. The microphones yeah, were working. It, it sounded. We were almost in stereo. <laughs> yes. We actually sound professional. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, that's the thing you guys out there need to realize is that we are doing everything ourselves. We have not hired anybody to help with anything. So I feel that, you know, given that we're We're cranking along here. Well, I mean, news ladies, um, we hit a thousand plays. On our podcast, thank you, everybody. Keep listening. Let's. Yep. Oh, sorry. I patted. (laughs) I was going to say high fives. High fives. Really, this this is thank you to all of our listeners, right? But I was looking at my cohorts here, (laughs) thanking them. But it's the thanks really goes to our listeners. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for. I can't believe it. And yeah, I would love to hear. You know, I think. We try. We ask, "What do you think of this episode?" Mm-hmm. and so forth. And if you have a chance, mm. or if you're up for it, please give us your feedback. Um, at least say hi. We also um, looking forward to you know doing more things and polls and do more interactive yeah. things with our podcast. We're just trying to get the basics done right now. <laughs> but I am so That's proud. So I can't yeah. believe. Oh no, I have another heat wave coming. <laughs> oh no. And then we also and we're also um we have people in Singapore, India, Australia, Mexico. Greece, Mexico, Canada. We are literally international. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need all those flags. We need to have flags. Yeah. We should have like a little <gasps> pot. Little flags. <laughs> yes, let's do it. That'd be cute. Well, all of our little. Yeah, they're uh, like we should a... probably try to say hello to everybody yeah. in those languages. Oh, that's. <laughs> that might be a little bit too. Um, shall I start getting like, like, subscribing to Rosetta Stone? <laughs> yeah. What's another one? There's some other ones out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm the in Duolingo. 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 That's, that's the one I think one. my yeah. daughter mentioned. Yeah. 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 So. so, but that uh, we we should be really proud. I mean, we've only been at this for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and we've figured it out on our way, and everybody has stayed with us while we've figured all these little quirks out. And oh my God, it's amazing. I am so proud of us. So proud of us. I know. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunked it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I literally, when we started this, I would have thought, you know, at the end of 13 episodes or 12 or 13 episodes, I, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, two, three hundred people or listens or whatever, not a thousand. That's yeah. a lot. I know. Like some of our podcasts have actually had over a hundred plays, which is amazing. I know. That's exciting. I know. And we are very excited to, yes, now it's Amy's now, turn. And now, and now. Deep breath. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do I start the story? Oh, wait, do we, what, do we have a subject matter or oh, she's yeah. just going to chit chat? No. Well, I'll say my, my subject matter is that I was engaged to the same person twice. Mm-hmm. So, so this, two engagements, one two person. Two engagements, one person. Juicy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Remember, that's one of our other slogans. <laughs> juicy yes. stories, right? Real boobs and juicy and what else are we? Um, there was another oh, word. Oh shoot! <laughs> Very metaphorical. Yeah, I was well, like, oh. I don't. That's the first thing I thought of, but I don't think that's what we said. <laughs> the first oh. word that was coming to mind was dick and get dick oh, and dick, stitch. Oh, dick and stitch. <laughs> what was your thing it's called again? Uh, dickishness. Dickishness. Yes, but I like Mr. dick and schnitz. <laughs> dick and schnitz. <laughs> that's the Wiener schnitzel. 
tonight, we're just going to laugh. We're going to be doing a lot of laughing. My cheeks are on fire because I keep having heat waves, a.k.a. hot flashes. (laughs) And we're just laughing about everything. And we're drinking wine and eating grapes and having some of these delicious almonds. And we had a little chicken and salad before this. And it wasn't chicken salad. It was chicken and salad. And it may or may not be in our teeth right now. Let me see. Okay, everyone looks good. Just in case we post a video of this. I think it's far away. Please don't zoom in. Oh, man. Anyway, so... So two engagements. Two engagements. So this was all with my ex-husband. We met and were friends for, I don't know, probably a year before we started considering dating. Okay, so we met at church. And it's kind of funny. We met at church, and I was already dating somebody. And he came in with his best friend, and Sounds I... Sounds like a sin. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> Don't Not spit yet. out your wine. <laughs> okay, I swallowed. Oh! <laughs> okay, sorry. No. And so, we... Um, what was that? <laughs> Did you hear that noise? I heard like a growl or it something. Like a rabid cat or something. It's <laughs> my son upstairs. Oh, <laughs> I don't let him out too often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We will get this podcast anyway, could we'll end up being um, an hour to an hour and a half long tonight. So, so no, we we met at church. Um, I had been going there. Uh, since I was like first grade and we were in college like college aged and um he and it was kind of funny when I met him he looked kind of familiar to me and we discovered we were going to the same community college and we actually grew up together in a tiny little city or town called Beaver Creek it's in Oregon City and it's just one of those tiny little places. So the mere fact that we meet in a church that's probably 40 minutes away, 45 minutes away from where we both grew up was kind of, uh, it was kind of funny. And so anyway, we met at church. We, um, we became friends for about a year and hanging out in big groups. That's what we did in our college group. And he had, he is four years older He'd already been in the Navy. He had um, come back from the Navy and was uh, going through community college, and they were paying for everything. And um, he asked me out several times, and I was hanging out with other people, and I was like, no, no, no. And then my girlfriend was like, you know, you should give him a chance. Like, he is being patient. He's trying. You know, you guys have been friends, so it's not like a new person. So... Um, I was like, okay, you know, we'll try this out. And we dated for about nine months. And during those first nine months, we had a blast. We were, um, we were, he was living in Oregon City and I was living in Tualatin and the community college was in Oregon City. 
and we were spending a ton of time like you do when you're first dating somebody and we were always at church because everything we did (laughs) was at church at the time and um it was like nine months in and I didn't really see it going someplace I didn't really see it going somewhere and I was a gal who knew exactly what I wanted and for me I know loads of people will want to travel and do all those awesome, fun, loner things. But I just actually, I wanted kids and I wanted a spouse. And I could have been a working wife. I could have been, or a stay-at-home wife. I didn't really care. But that is what I wanted. And I was, I thought I was going after people who were interested in the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't necessarily getting the same vibe. And Mm -hmm. I, I... didn't want to waste my time necessarily so we broke up and we it was like four months and I dated somebody else and um then he came back around and said were you still in college at this time yep we're still in college um I think I want to say I met him in early 97 and we started dating maybe the end of 97 maybe early 98 that that the whole between being friends and start dating that's a little gray area I don't quite remember but and um when we I was dating I was actually dating my boss at the time (laughs) (laughs) hello yeah I do not recommend that people I mean we are still friends to this day but very awkward situation (laughs) let me tell you is he still your boss no, he's okay. not still my boss. <laughs> no, <say>. no. <laughs> nope. Juicy. <laughs> that is another podcast for a different day. <laughs> As she puts her finger up. <laughs> it was a good, good time. And I hardly wait. <laughs> and so we, he, so my um, ex-spouse at the, well, we weren't married at the time, but um he asked for a second chance and I believe in second chances mm-hmm. I am I wear my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. and I believe in second chances and so I went with it but I was like I I'm not just second chancing it just so we could date forever I don't, I'm not interested in that ride so um we had a good friend of ours and he helped um my ex-husband, come up with a, um, the engagement, the first engagement. And it was like a wow <laughs> engagement. Like I was flown to Hawaii. <gasps> yep, I was flown. That sounds like in the movies. <laughs> I was flown on a hot air balloon. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Over Napa. <laughs> what? But not Hawaii. No, Dang, so but those are I, both incredible. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to Mr. Tuttles about this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't have to repropose. Do it over again. Do over. Do over. I actually liked my proposal, but well, ooh, my, now I that mean, I hear this. No. So this one was out of character, though, mm-hmm. for this um, person. This person. Okay. And so I literally went to work. And my parents said, oh, my gosh, they called me frantically and said, we need a ride to the airport. We 
um, we don't have a ride. We need a ride. We're, I knew they were going on a trip. I just didn't know the time frame. So they had a suitcase, and I walked in with them. And my parents often pack in one suitcase. Oh, so okay. I still, you know, I was thinking, oh, this typically is totally normal. So I'm standing in line with them, though, and we're, like, chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, my, mo- my mom's like, well, here you go. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and what she, was, she handed me a ticket. And then the person checking me in was like, well, is there anything, you know, breakable or liquids or whatever in your suitcase? Yeah, and I, I was have like, no I idea. have no idea <laughs> what's well, going on here. the questions they ask you if yes. you pack your own bag. Oh. And my mom was there, and she was like, no, there's nothing in there. And I am still absolutely confused at this moment. Right. I would have been, too. Actually, I take this back. They, she hadn't handed me the ticket. They asked, and I said no. Like, my mom was kind of playing dumb, and – and because we're all standing together, and I know my parents, so I was like, no, and my mom said no, and I don't remember what my dad said, and so I'm still kind of confused, mm-hmm. so we start going through the security gate, and at that point in time, you could go through the security gate even if you were a guest, remember? You could yeah. do that yes, at the Portland airport. that's right. And you could go into all those cool shops. That's you didn't right. have to have a ticket at the time. And you could go be waiting like, for your person yes, right at the gate right at or the walk gate. them all the way to the gate. Yeah. Those yes. were the days. Those were the days. It I was remember. cool. That was so yeah. cool. And so I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, we're all walking through security. We get through security. We get to the gate. You still don't know it, you're the one that's traveling? I still don't know I'm the one who's <laughs> traveling. Oh, my God. Yes. So I, I am thinking it's weird and odd, but I, I mean. Where did they tell you they were going? They, they, were, they, they were going to uh, California oh, to okay. visit my dad's brother or his family, his whole family. So and that was, there was a real vacation they were really going to go yeah, on. Yeah, they, okay. they were going on a trip. Yeah. And the one suitcase, I was like, they always do it. Anybody who knows them knows that they all, I mean, they try and smash their lives into <laughs> one suitcase, one thing. So mm-hmm. I get up to the gate and we're sitting and they're like, the person's on the intercom saying that they're starting to prepare the plane for the door to open and to start checking people in. And my mom hands me the ticket and, and she's like, here you go. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, no, here you go. You're going on a trip. I am in my clothes from oh. work. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, it's all arranged. With your boss, because I actually work for my dad's friend. So <laughs> they had already prearranged everything. Somebody packed my bags. You had no idea what was in it. <laughs> yes. Were you living at home? Yes. Okay. I think I was living. Yeah, I was living so at home. easy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, I was absolutely stunned. And when I opened up the ticket, it said Hawaii. And I knew... Uh, my ex-husband was in Hawaii on a business trip mm-hmm. and I still I am just I'm just baffled and now I'm shaking because I'm like what the hell is going on like right you know and so I get on the plane and I sit by this gal and then this guy and they're you know after everybody securely gets in and we're, we take off everybody is like so what you going to Hawaii for And I was like, I have no, Uh, in my mind, I'm like, I have no fucking clue why I'm going to Hawaii. And they're like, well, do you know anybody there? And I was like, well, my boyfriend's there. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, I was absolutely baffled. So then when I, my mom had said, when you get into the airport, you're, you're supposed to call, I, you know, your boyfriend. So I called him and uh, he came and picked me up. And sure enough, he had, he's at the Outrigger Waikiki on the beach. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. as a little girl, I had a few dreams, kind of like if you could do anything. I'd always wanted to swim in the ocean with tropical fish because in high school, I really wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh. And I took classes to be that. And then I let my fear get in because uh-huh. I wanted to be like in the water and I backed out. Mm-hmm. But he knew that. <clears throat> and so we went and swam with the fish and we did... The whole Hawaii thing. I was there for like four days, four, four nights, five days maybe. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, he ended up proposing on the beach, and it was wonderful. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Oh my God! I know. It, it was that night. It's every girl's dream. <laughs> I know. You know. It, it, you know? And it was. This is a total movie. We, I know. Yes. I would love to be. Swept oh, yeah. off and and go like you know you ever see those shows oh, yeah, yeah you just where am I going I don't know like yes oh. and like walking barefoot oh. on the sand like you know being all dressed up so and then he he proposed on the beach and had a pretty uh ring that wasn't the ring mm-hmm. but it was ring with my birthstone and uh diamonds in it and mm-hmm. um it was wonderful but it was really out of character, mm-hmm. and I felt a little off mm-hmm. with it. And <clears throat> I mean, I enjoyed the moment, and I had fun. But there was something, there was just something in the back of my mind that just felt really off because he did fun things and he had fun dates, but a lot of them were planned with uh, we we double dated often mm-hmm. with another couple. And this just seemed like so out of the blue. And I know people do out of the blue stuff, but just there was just a weird feeling about it. So we get home and we are engaged for quite some time, like a couple years, I want to say, with no date. Mm -hmm. And I started and we we weren't getting along and I started to feel like maybe there was this whole whirlwind of awesomeness to not trap me but that's kind of how I felt Mm -hmm. and then just never like come up with a date and um we yeah we were engaged for a couple years maybe two and a half years and Mm -hmm. there was just I kept itching for I kept wanting to plan stuff I do like to plan Mm -hmm. and there just wasn't a commitment and I felt from anxious. his side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt really anxious. Was that one of the things you were fighting about? Um, it, The commitment part, and we just weren't really seeing eye to eye. It was, he felt like home to me. And I think a huge part of that is the fact that all of our friends were intermeshed. Mm-hmm. And when you're young and vulnerable and you have life experience but then you don't have life experience Mm -hmm. it can be really confusing and our relationship had been rocky and so um we finally came up with a date uh 
I went with my mom and my mother-in-law at the time and my sisters and a couple of friends and we went and picked out my dress and we I can't remember if we bought the invitations we're about to buy the invitations but we had a wedding date my mom my parents were putting money down on this wedding and we were arguing so much we could not get along when you're when you are registering for things to create your home and you're not getting along and you can't even pick the same things or likeness Mm -hmm. and you're fighting about that there's a problem that's a sign (laughs) there's a there's a sign and it was a huge sign and um it was that it was that feeling that I had that I want to come across in this podcast is that we all get ourselves down these situations Mm -hmm. and we put so much time and energy and sometimes money like preparing for this wedding and making payments that I know my parents, um, you know, they have four, four daughters. They're going to pay for four weddings and I'm the first one. Mm -hmm. And you know that I, I'm not taking that lightly and they're not taking that lightly. And in my heart of hearts, I knew that I just couldn't be married to this person and I had to back out. And that is a horrible feeling to want it, to have the person in front of you and the person who committed to you and you've committed to them, now all of a sudden, in every fiber of my being, I was like, I cannot go through with this. And I felt guilty and I felt shamed. I knew I felt I was going to, well, in my interpretation, I was going to be shamed. I don't mm. entirely remember how I felt that or why I felt that. But it's that feeling of somebody paying a ton of money yeah. for something that now you want to back out of. But a lot of that, you can't get your money back. Right. So, and and you can't, obviously, you can't get your time back. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated. He was frustrated. And in the end, I, I, I told a girlfriend, I was like, I don't think I could live with myself if I continued towards this wedding date. And so I canceled the wedding and, and the date. And that is a very difficult thing it to is. do. That is a very, can you hear me? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Amy, kudos. Because yeah. I, I, there's so many times, many things in life come up where maybe there's mm-hmm. finances involved or feelings of other people. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of doing what's right for us, we go, we continue to go along with mm-hmm. whatever because of these other multiple reasons And this is, like you say, it's a good message. It was, and it was so hard for me because I am, by nature, I am a people pleaser. And it was one of the first times that I actually can look back and remember that I actually stood up for myself. And I can't tell you that very many times where I could stand up for myself and anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I broke off the wedding. Mm -hmm. And within a week, I broke off the engagement, and the week later, we, I broke everything off. Wow. And I just said, I need to be me. Uh-huh. I, oh, this is, we're not healthy. This is not how I want to start a marriage. Right. And you're trying, I'm trying, and even though we weren't getting along, 
I deeply loved him and wanted it mm-hmm. to work. Yeah. But you can't make somebody love you the way you love them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, we were just hit and miss constantly. And, um, and I kind of felt like he needed a, a break too. And I had said that I feel like, you know, you need to just be you and do your stuff. And I just need to be me. And I just kind of need to do my thing. And we, we saw each other once we're still intermixed in our college group still at church. We're still, I mean, we're, our college group was kind of several years mm-hmm. and, uh, we were his best friend was married to my or was dating my best friend and they were engaged as well of course they got married oh my gosh. and he was in the wedding and I was in the wedding and we saw each other once and and had some kind of like interaction in 11 months and then we didn't see each other hardly at all for we, how long Uh, for 11 months so um we didn't connect we didn't yeah we I mean there was a million times I wanted to reach out and there was a million times I really wanted Tim to call Mm -hmm. but in the end I I wasn't gonna call right and uh then I literally woke up one day and I felt like I was gonna hear from him that day and I have no idea why I woke up and thought I think he's gonna call me and he had reached out to our pastor at the time of the college group and he had informed him and shared with him that you know he had you know made some mistakes and wanted really truly wanted to be with me and create a life with me and um he that he was sorry for how he treated me and Sorry, your room just went really dark. Oh. I, I saw the mood off. lighting. <laughs> so I have all the all the smart smart all lights, the, all the gadgets and trinkets mm-hmm. here. And so anyway, um, that pastor actually called me and said, "Hey, I just wanted wanted you to know that I spoke with him. You know, it's been almost a year, and um, actually, I did see him one other time. We ha- we." a friend of ours died and I did see him at the funeral and he was kind and sweet. We gave, we gave each other a hug and, and that was great. And then that was the only other time. And then when my pastor called me, he said, um, just, you know, I talked to so-and-so and he's going to call you. And I, and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, and just so you know, I think he truly has his, you know, head on his shoulders. This is, you know, whatever he wants to say to you, please hear him out. And so because I trust in him, I, I heard him out. And yes, he called me that night and we met at a local park and we chit-chatted and he said, you know, I'm ready to make, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready not to date forever. I'm ready to make this, you know, commitment right away and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I think I will know if you're serious. Um, Thank you so much for, you know, apologizing to me, but apologizing to like my family because my family is very integrated into my life. 
And when you are not your best with one of us, it means you're not your best with all of us, Yeah, (laughs) really. (laughs) And I knew he was serious when he apologized to my whole family about certain things and treatments and such. And uh, he was like, yep, I'm ready to get married. So he uh, drove us to, I had no idea, but... He drove us to the beach, the Oregon beach, because, you know, who's going to get engaged twice (laughs) in Maui? Uh (laughs) And he um, proposed to me, and then we got got married barely five months later. I mean, it was right away. I had already had my dress. I want to say the bridesmaids' dresses were purchased. Did he give you the same ring? Uh, So, actually, he... um, my ring was soldered together with an engagement ring and a band, and I bought another band. So it was like three bands together. So he bought me another band to add to my whole original engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that mount, we had that one made, and it was beautiful and it was a great. It was you know a great engagement, and it was at excuse me, it was at the beach. So that was cool, keeping with the whole beach thing, uh-huh. and. Then I actually, I got married and I, in July, we got married July 15th of 2001. And I really didn't want to plan it. I just wanted to be married. (laughs) My mom was like, you can't do that. Like, you actually have to have a say in these things. And I was like, I really don't want to say. I just wanted a say with cake and flowers. And that was it. And, um. And that actually is kind of how that happened. And then we got married July 15th of 2001. And I don't regret cutting or standing up for myself and shutting it down the first time. Mm-hmm. It needed to happen. I We were in different places. We needed that time and that space. Even though I've talked in previous podcasts that our relationship wasn't healthy from the get-go um it was a different dynamic after we got married we had different issues Mm -hmm. than the issues we had prior Mm -hmm. so you didn't have any red flags about the issues that you had during your marriage during while you were dating I did we did we did I did um but part of that for me and my family as well is he grew up very differently than I did and he grew up and not always the healthiest family structure with the most sound examples. And I did. And so, and I know that for a fact. And so for me, I'm like, how do you teeter that in your brain from someone who came from a very healthy family background to somebody who didn't really come from a very healthy background. Well, that's the same with Mr. X, too. He didn't come from a very healthy background, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, right. And it, and it plays on it, it plays on your heartstrings. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But then I was not very strong about my boundaries. And my, because I am a feeling person, my feelings got in the way of like sound judgment sometimes Mm -hmm. and better uh, judgment calls. And so I just kind of leave it alone. I kept thinking the potential, we Mm -hmm. always, I mean, the potential's there. And and that's the cat and mouse game that I think we we play often. Mm -hmm. And 
now I'm married again, and his family isn't even really, most of them are gone. And mm-hmm. so I don't even know how that <coughs> environment kind of plays out or that experience plays out in another marriage relationship or dating relationship. But yeah, the red flags were there. And my family was really good about helping me to decipher what was good and what was not so good. And that that was part of the apology that came um, before the second engagement was that in the end, I just didn't want to be treated or disrespected in certain ways. And he apologized and I thought those things would stick. And part of me really thinks that he thought those things would stick, but he was also older and had more experience. And sometimes you can be older and kind of set in your ways and want things to change for yourself, but you don't actually seek out a whole lot, a whole lot of change. Well, I think a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, they apologize and I've had my share of apologies coming my way as well. And, um, you know what, they can apologize and apologize, but it's the actions Mm -hmm. that really count, you know, like from my past relationship, I didn't, he would apologize and then it just never ended. And you just can't change somebody. That's right. Mm -hmm. And as much as somebody can change, you know, you know, if someone was, um, you know, uh, 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 like a abused alcohol or drugs or whatever and they get treated and they you know find themselves you know and and though those are changes that can you know sure, possibly last yeah but when it's I don't know when it's a little bit softer or other things it just I don't know if it really goes away unless they really work on it. I feel like I work on things like I've very introspective I've mm-hmm. gone to counseling mm-hmm. I've done a whole bunch of different things to help myself and understand myself um yeah and that's just it you a person has to agree to it or they have Mm -hmm. to want to yeah help themselves I mean Mm -hmm. like yeah but he may not have really thought he was a problem well and uh, that that is part of our story is that the issues I had which were the issues which were the things I needed in a partner I wasn't getting and those were Mm -hmm for me what qualified as being a healthy couple or an unhealthy couple he didn't have the same perspective Mm -hmm. and we were constantly arguing on this perspective of who's right when actually (laughs) even if i look back um in our most unhealthy moments um you're both right be in the sense of I wanted one thing Mm -hmm. and he wanted something different or he thought that's what we were getting but either way we were miscommunicating on the on the on the heart of it all really it's the heart of it all and if you if you really want to change some things about yourself um, you will get accountability for it like if if you drugs was not an issue in our you know marriage or alcohol or anything like that but if you are a person who 
has a hard time with those things and genuinely wants to change, you will go to AA meetings and you will meet with your per- your coach person and maybe you'll spread it out to your family and your friends so they know to keep you on track, to help you keep you on track. You're the only person who can make that decision. But I that accountability wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And, and people can say sorry all day long. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Um, but unless they do something about it, it will never change. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, that is crazy because, I mean, when I talked about um, uh, Mr. Pink, I, you know, we were, I broke up with him twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you, you broke him up with three times. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and, oh, when I was talking about the first engagement, how that was a big thing and something just rubbed me yeah. the wrong way, it actually wasn't really his idea. It was somebody else's idea who came to him and said, I have this idea. I think you should do this. And while Hawaii was amazing and and all of that and all those experiences and he didn't want to give me the experiences there I would have preferred something that was authentically him right yeah so it didn't feel it it didn't quite feel right yeah and it was hard to celebrate it was hard I was super happy to be engaged and to for him to make that verbal commitment yeah but something just didn't feel right still with it all and was just because it wasn't his idea and for me I'm super in tune to those kinds of things I would have just preferred something that was more him than something that was somebody gave him an idea and I know people do that all the time and I think those are beautiful moments when I'm watching on somebody else Mm -hmm. but just something just rubbed me the wrong way Mm -hmm. so I think for me I just want to get out to people that it can seem like the most impossible situation or the most costly uh, situation, but it is good to stand up for yourself. It is okay to say, I cannot do this. And I think like on, had my parents said something like this, I would have been okay with it. But I think other parents need to feel like they can say something like this to their you know to their child who might be backing out of a wedding or a big commitment is that it's okay for uh parents to say you know I we don't want you in this unhealthy whatever experience relationship whatever and we can't really afford to do this again but we support you mm-hmm. because I would have been I would have been fine had my parents said like this was the only wedding we could give to you because we spent a huge portion of our budget on this, I would have taken that as an adult and I would have been like, okay, I get that. Like I, you know, value that or respect that. Mm -hmm. And, but I definitely have heard recently of people in situations, I was at the grocery store and uh, this very same topic, two friends were having a conversation about this and the uh, bride-to-be was like, oh, my gosh, I, I shouldn't be marrying this person. I think I should back out. And her friend's like, back out. Like, you don't want to get into an unhealthy 
marriage from the get-go. You overheard this at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh, I bet uh, you wanted to say something I so I did, bad. and there was actually like five people between us, but they were talking pretty loud. <laughs> and they were, I almost said something, and I didn't. And a piece of me regrets that. Mm-hmm. And I... And the bride kept bringing up, you know, my parents have paid thousands of dollars. I cannot do this to them. Mm-hmm. But you could possibly be putting them in the situation of paying for a very expensive divorce mm-hmm. in the future or a lot of unhappiness and unhealthiness. Oh so yeah. I, think, I think people need to stand up for themselves. It's important. More. And I think, yeah. I think it's a really good message, and <clears throat> and there's really no rush. I know that we all have these, you know, dreams and yeah, you know, marriage and having children. It's and like a timeline. Well, like a timeline. Yeah. Like I felt the timeline yeah. several times, and um, I mean, I had my son at forty, but um, so it does happen the late in life. But it's yeah. it's kind of. Um, I don't know. It's like this wisdom. You look back and you can go, "Oh, I I know exactly what yeah. I should have right. done." Hindsight, Hindsight is always twenty twenty, <laughs> right? Is. I know. Well, and I can't. Part of me thinks back because all of uh, one of my siblings, she just got married, but my other two siblings, they got married at nineteen. They have beautiful marriages. My parents got married when they were nineteen or twenty. Beautiful marriage, and so I I feel like. If you're happy and healthy in your relationship, you look back and you think, I'm so thankful for growing together Mm -hmm. because that's what they did. Mm -hmm. And that is a little piece being a four-year difference in when you're young. He had way more life experience in some ways of leaving the house. I actually had a lot of life experience still living inside uh, my parents' house. But when you're kind of jaded or had a, nasty experience then you look back and think oh I shouldn't have necessarily done it that way and you know nobody can go back and make different choices yeah at this point in life you just have to you know accept accept it it. Mm -hmm. um you have three kids absolutely you know things happen things happen life goes on and people you can heal from these things correct I, and I, as I look back and process everything, it's not necessarily about whether we got married or didn't get married. It's really about standing up for what you think is right for yourself, whether you're married or you're not married, because clearly we're divorced. So making sure that you stand, it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're the quietest person, shyest person, most religious person. You know, most liberal person, it doesn't matter. Like, stand up for yourself. At least try. Yeah. At least try. So. Well, that was good. Holy cow. Beautiful. That was a big story. Oh, my goodness. You've, no been, you've been keeping this one from us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, shoot, I might need to open some more wine. Oh. Wow, that that's good. That's I love the message. That's the, the big thing I love about this story. And... Um, yeah, because that's kind of what we're all about is we want to, that's why we want to share these stories is so that we can hopefully save some other people out there from heartache or if they've been through the heartache, help them realize that there's other, they're not not alone. alone. There's other people that have been through this and 
you can heal and recover and you'll get through it. And you can Um, also save another person while, you know, we weren't the healthiest in our relationship. We're co-parents now and we have a way better relationship than we've ever had. We've known each other for like 26 years now. And you can, by saving yourself, you can also save them from Mm -hmm. a a situation as well. So you can look at it from yourself, but if you truly love someone, you'll also try and help them save themselves as well from if it takes you yeah. walking away from it yeah to save them so, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so that's yeah. awesome thank that's you story that's a great story thank you so much we love you amy <laughs> i love you too <laughs> all the feels everybody all the feels. <laughs> well i guess that's a wrap and that's going to be the end of our story for today thank you everybody I'm at a loss for words right now. Okay, well, we'll just we'll we're going to let say, Sophie close us all out. All right. Today. Oh, wrong cup. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> She's got too many chips. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at the Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. bye.